0: You thought Doug was gonna be here, huh? People are walking out the door now. They're like, "Man, yeah. yeah." I was going You don't want me to dance? I'll tell you that right now, brother. Yeah, if you don't want, to, if you can move that. Oh, sister, I <laughs> I feel really bad now. <laughs> you all right? Okay. Yeah. Thank you, ma'am. I'm not. You know, I'm not ashamed to say I'm, I'm not the manliest man out there. You know, most men, they've got, you know, fishing poles and guns, tools. Uh, I, the only tool I can bring is my toothbrush, and I'll bring it. I'll bring it, and I'll do what I can. But it, it's a blessing. I, I appreciate Doug letting me come and, and preach. I'm always humbled uh, that he would even ask me, to be honest with you. Uh, I'm, I'm a nobody, I'm a nothing, and uh, I just appreciate, appreciate you all being here. Now, I, I have to give a disclaimer. Uh, uh, this is a sermon disclaimer. <laughs> You've probably never heard this before, but I do not like this sermon. I'll just let you know right off the bat. I do not like what I'm about to preach to you. Uh, <clears throat> some of it, you know, in my flesh, I really don't agree with. <laughs> but I know in my heart, it's the truth. And uh, I'm going to preach about forgiveness. And and I say that because, uh, you know, we, we've been through some battles and probably not as bad of a battle maybe some of you've been through. But, but we've been through some battles and, and we've been uh, fighting that battle of forgiveness. And for us, for me, you know, well, I, I can't speak for my family, but, you know, it's, it's been over five years. Five years fighting this battle. And so um, when when pastor told me he wanted me to preach, uh, I knew I knew what God wanted me to preach, and He told my heart. And I was like, "Man, Lord, I don't want to." You know, this has been over a month that I knew about this, and I'm like, "Lord, I don't, I don't want to preach on that." And the Lord said, "Well, you got to." And I'm like, "Man, but Lord, I don't even agree with it. Is <laughs> I, I don't care. You're going to have to preach it." I'm like, "Man." So it, it's been a battle for me, and you know, Joe talked about how um, it was a battle for him to preach his sermon. You know. And last week, and and it's been a battle for me. I'll be honest with you. I'm, I'm going to be straight with you. I, I I it's probably going to show, but I prepared this sermon yesterday. <laughs> yesterday, because I couldn't I couldn't get I couldn't pick it. Up. I didn't have no I had no desire. I had no heart for it. Um, but but I I had to. So, you know, this is this is what I have. And I hope it'll be a blessing to you. Now let me give one plug too, just one more thing, about small groups. You know, small groups is where um, me, me and my family was when, when we got healing, I'll be honest with you. Not that the preaching of the Word of God is not healing, but when you get with those people and, and you're with some you're group of people and, and you can share your burden, and then there, there's friendships and fellowships, and uh, it's just been amazing this last year that we've been in small groups. Um, last two years, so uh, I really encourage you uh, to pray and and see what God has for you. That small group is is amazing, and I, I am totally for that. Now, the verse that I, we're going to start on, there's a lot of passages, a lot of verses about forgiveness, but I want to start here in Matthew. It's uh, yeah, Matthew chapter six, verse fourteen. Okay. And this is what the, the scripture says here in Matthew chapter 6, verse 14. It says, If you forgive men, Jesus is saying this, if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. You know, that, that verse right there is what, you know, hit me that I, I um, knew that, you know, this, this was inevitable. Um, and so I just want to talk to you again about forgiveness. And, um, and, and my family knows this, and, and my, a lot of our f- friends know this in church. But, you know, we have our own story, and I'm not going to really get any detail on that. But we're very open that if you ever want to come and talk to us, we, we were very open about what we went through. Um, but I just want to say, you know, that you know, we went through this battle, and uh, uh, so we've been fighting forgiveness for a long time, my family. But I want to give you some things what forgiveness is not. Okay, and let me explain each one. Okay, forgiveness is not a choice; it's not for us to choose. Okay, and many of the passages when it says when when he says they're like forgive when he says there. Especially in Mark chapter 11, when he says, you have to forgive, it's an imperative. It's a command. The, the wording that's used, it means you have to, you have to forgive. It's not a choice. Okay? Like I said, I knew this was eventually going to happen. I knew way back seven years ago um, that I was going to eventually have to forgive. I didn't want to. I wasn't looking for it. I really wasn't speeding the process up, I'll tell you that. But uh, I knew this day was, I knew the day was coming. I'd have to forgive. OK, now, you know what? You can't pick and choose. You can't say, oh, I'm going to forgive this person, but I'm not going to forgive that person. You know, we, we, you can't pick and choose. Um, God doesn't give you a choice. Now, I, t- I can tell you this and part of our story, part of the turning point for me and um because, of course, we've gone, gone through a lot, but part of the turning point for me that I knew that I was going to have to forgive these people that betrayed us seven years ago was when I had to forgive my wife. And most of you know that, you know, me and my wife separated. We're, we went filed for divorce twice. <laughs> the judge threw us out the first time. He's like, nah, you guys got to do better. We're like, come on, man, we want to get divorced. I'm like, nah, and that, was, that was God. You know, we were, man, that dumb judge. We had to redo the paperwork over, resubmit it, and go again. Um, but, you know, when she, she came to me and, and wanted to reconcile, she said, you know, I want to reconcile. And I said, well, in my mind, I was thinking, okay, I'll forgive you, but I, I, don't, I don't want you back. I, I don't want to get back together, you know. But... Um, but that's when God brought this verse about forgiveness, and and I'm, something I'm going to explain here later on to you too. But um, but when when I forgave her in my heart, okay, and I begin to see myself, I begin to see that you know, I, I was a pretty horrible husband. I didn't cherish her. I didn't love her like she deserved. I wasn't there for her. Uh, I, I, I I was just pretty pretty raunchy as a husband. And I saw my fault, you know, and. Uh, But then I'll tell you what, back then, I haven't told her that, but back then, at that time, which had been about three, four years, right? That's when God says, you know what, there's going to come a day you're going to have to forgive those people, those people that hurt you. You forgave her, but you know what? The day's coming, you're really not going to forgive them. And I knew, man, I knew it was coming. So God doesn't give us a choice, okay? Forgiveness is not a choice. Now, let me explain something else to you now. Forgiveness is not reconciliation, Okay? Now, reconciliation is when two people come together and agree, and they agree upon a topic or a subject or whatever happened, and they, and they reconcile, and they make amends, okay? But forgiveness is not reconciliation. Just because you forgive somebody doesn't mean that you might be reconciled with them. It doesn't mean you're going to be BBFs, or was it BFFs? Something like that. TFLs, I don't know what you are, but you know what I'm saying? There's, there's no guarantee that you're going to be best buds again. There's no, no guarantee you're going to be friends or anything like that. It's not what forgiveness is. Forgiveness is not reconciliation. And so many times, I know for ourselves, we're like, man, we don't, we don't want to forgive them because they're going to have to you know, let them back, but that's not what that was about. Because reconciliation is when when two people come together for an agreement and we knew where those people stood and what they believed and were saying, there was no way that we could meet. And for a long time that we we held off forgiveness or I held off forgiveness because I thought forgiveness was reconciliation, but it's not. It's not. Okay? Now, it's a necessary step to reconciliation, but it is not the same thing. Forgiveness is not forgetting. Now, let me again explain this for you. Okay? Um, Bible question. Where's the place in Scripture where all tears are wiped away, all the pain is gone, all the former world and all the things is forgotten? When is that? When you're dead. (laughs) Thank you. That was my daughter. When you're dead. Okay. Good. No, actually actually not when you're dead. Someone else said something else. Heaven. And actually not really in it's it's when a certain place in Revelation 21, at the very end. At the very end, after all things are done and God is done, that's when the Bible says he takes away pain. Revelation twenty-one four at the very end. So forgiving is not forgetting. Now, I know we got to put those things behind, and I know that you, you know, but, but let, me, let me put it like this. Um, d- did it take faith to get saved? Did you need faith to get saved? All right, then once you got saved, did you need faith anymore? All right, I'm saved now. I don't need any more faith. I got it. I didn't have my dose. I'm good. Is that Do you live life without faith? No. Can you imagine if you're, you know, the husband said, honey, I loved you once. I said, I do. That's all I need. Right? I'd one, that one day we're good. I don't have to love you anymore. No, it's a daily thing. You know, it, it, matter of fact, all the, all the attributes of, of Christianity are like that. You know, we always talk about repentance. You know, repentance is a change of mind, a change of direction. And so when you know, we repent, when we trust in Christ, we turn from the way we, we are going and our direction and who we are, and we turn to Christ and salvation. But you know what? That, that's something we should do every day. We should repent every day. We should turn from where we're going, if it's away from God, and turn back to Him. Repentance is a daily thing. And so, you know, just like your, your faith can wane away and your love can wane away and your direction towards God can wane away, do you know your forgiveness can wane away? You could forgive somebody one day and then a week later it comes back up. You've got to forgive them again. Sometimes you've got to forgive them every day when you wake up. You see? Forgiveness is not forgetting. Sometimes it's a daily battle. And forgiveness is not for others. Now ultimately, yes, I know that, you know, that there is there is great healing when, when you grant forgiveness and that person accepts the forgiveness and, and, and it helps them and that's true, but ultimately what really when it, you know when the rubber meets the road that forgiveness is is not for others. You know when I look at when I look at all these passages and, and when Christ talking about forgiveness and he talking about forgiving and forgiving of the person, forgiving of the person, forgiving of the person, He never said, "Now you got to forgive." I'm sorry, but this is the word I, Joe. I, you know, that's, we we always use the word Joe, like Joe and Sally. I'm sorry if your name is Joe and Sally, you are used for every sermon illustration. But it's like you know, um, I forgot where I was going on that. <laughs> oh yeah, okay. So so. um you know, just, it's, it's not, you're not like you got to forgive Joe um, so that Joe can get right with God. You know what I'm saying? God's sitting there waiting. Now, man, I need you to forgive Joe because I can't do anything with him until you forgive Joe or Sally. That's not what God is, that's not what God is doing, forgiveness. All the time, God says, you need to forgive so that we'll be right. You need to forgive so I can forgive you. It has nothing to do with the other person. Forgiveness is about not about others. It's about doing what you've got to do for yourself. So those are the things that forgiveness is not. Okay? Now, what I, when I looked at this, I, for me, I saw there, there's, two, there's two aspects of forgiveness or two... Ways or areas of forgiveness. One is is the giving of forgiveness, and the other one is the gaining of forgiveness. Okay, one is where you've been wronged, and the other is where you've wronged somebody else. And they're a little bit different, I think, in how God wants you to approach it. And so, I want to kind of separate them in that way. All right. So, first, I'm going to look at the giving of forgiveness. Three simple things about the giving of forgiveness. First of all, what I understand, it, it says, uh, the Scripture says, if you know, you go. If you know, you go. In Mark chapter 11, verse 25, it says, and whenever you stand praying, if you have anything against anyone, forgive them, that your Father in heaven may forgive you. So, you know, what? if the scripture is clear that if you know, if God brings your heart that somebody has hurt you, then you have to do, you have to give forgiveness. Well, they haven't come and apologize. Well, God didn't say it when they come and apologize, but they're, but they're not sorry, or they're not this doesn't matter. God says, if you know, you go. Now, you know, I know for myself, and I can only tell you for myself, and, and, and I'm a human. I, I could be wrong. I'll be honest with you. I'm not going to lie to you. I could be wrong. I can remember back in my, my days, you know, when I was ministering, I guess, in the church and as a youth minister and different things like that, and these people would come to me with their their hurts. and back then I was like, well, you just got to forgive you know, well, it doesn't matter, God. You know, I had no compassion. You know, as well, then you're wrong. You, you know, and and then until something happened to us, until this devastating uh, des- devastating event happened to us, and then it wasn't so easy. And then people would tell me, "Well, brother, you got to forgive." I'd be like, in my my mind, I'm thinking, "You need to shut up." <laughs> you know what? If you were a dog crossing the street. I, I hit a dog the other day. It's terrible, man. We ran right out and, you know, man, we stopped, felt bad and talked to the lady. She said, it was an accident. It's okay. It's okay, you know. But, uh, man. See, now that I've been through that, you know, I, I think it's something in which it's sometimes something you just can't do overnight. Yeah, you might know you need to forgive, but for for me anyway, I can't speak for the rest of my family, but for me it was a process. It was it was at a, a different times God would chip away and God would say, hey, you know you got to go. And he'd be chipping and he'd knock that piece off. And I'd try to pick it back up and stick it back on. God says, you know, you go. The other thing it's it says, uh, the scripture says that it's it's empowered by the Lord. I really think it is. In Matthew chapter 5, it says, Love your enemies. Bless those who curse you, do good to them that hate you, and pray for those who despitefully use you and persecute you. Now I don't know about you, but there's some people, you know, I mean, even, even the what's a shame is that there's even people who don't have Christ and don't have God in their life, they can forgive, you know? I saw this story, and she might have been a Christian. I don't know. This lady, um, that, and I don't want to get all the story, but this man killed her only son. And he went to prison for however many years. And she had con- She went in and contacted him, and she went and saw him, and, and stuff like that. And uh, he, he was genuinely sorry for what he did. When he got out of prison, she got the apartment next door to her and lined that up so that he had a place and so that, and she more or less was a person that, cause he had no one else to go to and she was the caretaker for him. And he came when he got out of prison and he lived next door to her. Man, that's amazing. And they saw each other every day. And she talked about how it was still hard, but she forgave him. You know, and so I think, you know, sometimes, sometimes it's easy to grant forgiveness. Oh, it's, hey, no problem, no problem. Hey, it's okay, don't worry about it. It was the last bagel, but it's all right. <laughs> I don't need it anyway. But then sometimes it takes God, it takes a divine power to forgive them. The wrong that they've done, the hurt that they've caused... It's so deep. It's so sharp. Right? And it takes God. That's what it took for me. It took God giving me power. Now, God uses different things. God uses different ways to get to us, to show us. One of the the things that was life-changing for me is uh, last year? Well, was it? Wasn't. No, it was actually this year. And some of you know our son, our son Clayton. He's in college right now. The sickly one, who's always sick. And um, when he came to me, and he said, "Hey, Dad," and he, and, and, and and you know, it's, you understand. Some of you saw his testimony a little bit when they had that. Um, but, uh, you know, my son went to the dark side, you know, <laughs> he was in the dark side of the force there. And he was the prodigal son and, and he was uh, really got away from God, got bitter, got angry and uh, just bad. <laughs> but God touched his heart and he and he and he came back. And um, when he came to me one day and he said, hey, dad, I said, like, yeah, he's like. I need to write, God spoke in my heart, I need to write a letter of forgiveness to these two people, the two people that, that wronged our family. So I need to write a letter of forgiveness to forgive them. God told me I need to do it. Man. And to be, be honest with you, I thought of all the people. Of all the people. My son, oh, well, i got to be careful because <laughs> he might get arrested for some of that stuff. So. Um, i got to watch what I say. But... I'll tell you this, my my son had a hatred for them. Hatred. Before things um, went where they went, we uh, passed them in Walmart one time. This was seven years ago. And he spit on them as they walked by. He spit on them. That's what he did. So for him to forgive, man, God's like, you know what? Your days, you've got to forgive. Your day is coming. You have to deal with this. Whew. I said, Man, Lord, I can't do it on my own. You're going to have to give me power. Okay? I can't do this. You ever, you ever had that? You ever had somebody like that? That you just, you just can't forgive them in yourself. You need God's power. You know, I tell you know we, we and my wife mentor other couples. We and, and you know we do the best we can to try to help them because we we've had our own struggles and we still do. We still have our own struggles. Usually she's wrong, but then she slaps me a couple of times. And I'm like, no, oh, you're right, baby, you're right, you're right. But um, you know, I always say, I always tell, when I tell the guys, I say, look, if you can love your enemy, you can love your spouse. <laughs> Right? If you can love your enemy, you can love your spouse. Some of you, your enemy is your spouse. Right? You, they are. If God says you can love your enemy, you can love your wife, you can love your husband. If God can, because it's, it's a God given power sometimes to, to do that. And obviously, it's a God given power to love your enemy. So, it takes a God given power to, to love and to forgive somebody another thing about giving forgiveness is it's it's give freely. In Ephesians chapter 4 verse 32 it says and be kind one to another tender hearted forgiving one another just as God in Christ forgave you. Now the word the, the particular word used here for forgiveness is different than some of the other words that that Jesus used in Matthew. It has the it, it has the idea of give freely is what it means. I touched on it a little bit before. You know, the God says that you have to forgive freely. It's freely given. Give freely. If they don't deserve it, well, that's why it's called forgiveness because they don't deserve it, right? Freely give. when that they don't want it. They don't even want to be forgiven. They don't even think they did anything wrong. Freely give freely give you see that's what you have to do and that's tough I know it's tough for me so probably about two weeks ago when God was uh cramming this thing down my throat. <laughs> Finally, a major chunk of that unforgiving part of my heart fell off. And I was able to forgive. I told my wife, I said, you know what? We're going to have to pray for them. i to start praying for them. I pray that God bless them. God direct them. God lead him in his will to do what's pleasing to him. Hopefully that's admitting they're wrong, but I can't, I, I don't, I, I cannot not forgive, you know, but that's it, what we have to do. I have to do it, you know, and so, you know, that's what I've been doing. I've been, I've been trying just about every day to pray, to freely give forgiveness. Now you know what happened. You know God's funny about this because whenever, and again, I know this. I got to be careful, but um, whenever all whenever all this happened, uh, family disowned us. They, they for whatever reason, all, all the family that around, most of them seemed like they they, they just they just separate themselves from us. And it was a lonely time. And we were all by ourselves, had no real people. We weren't even going to this church. We were going to a whole other church. And they, they did the best they could for us, and they were a blessing. But we, we really just never got ministered to. And it was nobody else's fault. It was just the way things were. And so every time that we see sometimes the family... we're pushing a Walmart cart. Oh, man, there. (laughs) Come over here. (laughs) You know, we're just tiptoeing around Walmart, you know. And uh, sometimes we'll just see them. We'll just like, you know, (laughs) know, hitting things because I don't want us to look at it because they're walking by. About last week, one of the people just a, a you know that would never really had words to happen just to come around and i was pushing the old cart walmart people who knows our sunday ritual all right sunday ritual is walmart we we have church here then we have church at walmart we all meet and uh, thanks to my wife you know it's like we it's stop and go talk to people so I have somebody else to talk to okay honey you know my wife is just she's just a blessing and there's so many people just and you know me I, i'm just yeah, anyway, so um, I am a loving person, and one of, one of the relatives happened to come, come around, and I saw him. Um, I'm going to use a different name, I'm going to use Joe, I said, hey, Joe, and I said, no, I said, hey, Joe, he said, hey, how's it going, I'm all right, I pushed on, and I when my, you know, hit my wife with the car and said, hey, I saw Joe. She's like, I know, I saw him too. I said, I said hi to him. She said, yeah, I know. I was like, well, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but now people know. See, see, we go shopping. When do we go shopping? When does the Fitzgerald family go shopping? Sunday. Sunday after church. Oh, man. I gotta tell this though. My wife's been sick. She's been pretty sick. I mean, really sick. You know what I mean. But I'm just, she's been sick, and um, that was a joke, by the way. We didn't catch that. And um, so she's just not able to go. You know, she's just been, you know, really sick. Missed a couple of days of work and stuff like that. So I knew I had to preach, and we had small groups. So I was like, "Hey, eight o'clock at night. Let's go to Walmart and get our shopping done. Sherry, you stay home. I'm gonna go." Okay, so me and Chase and Shannon went. And uh, so I'm pushing my cart. Man, we were talking about how bare Walmart is. I mean, you ought to go to Walmart about 9 o'clock on Saturday. There's nobody there. Of course, there's no food left either, but still. And, uh, you know, we're pushing around. And as I come around the corner, that person steps around. That person that I haven't forgiven for seven years. I'm just going to tell you there's two people. One of them's in prison, and they're going to get out in two months. But the other one stepped around the corner. I saw him. We met eyes. And I said, Hey, Sally. with a smile she said oh hi I said how you doing she said good I said okay and I walked on by I couldn't have done that three weeks ago of all days that that, that was a divine appointment that was a divine appointment for me to run into that person last night at Walmart. You see? You have to freely give. Have to freely give. Now really I says I only got five minutes, so let me just talk to you quickly about gaining forgiveness. Maybe you've wronged somebody else. Maybe that you've you've hurt somebody. Maybe it's a spouse a friend or something that you you've done something okay you're you're on the offending end okay just a qu- couple quick things or will just let you know what the bible says about that about gaining forgiveness the bible says you know what it says if you know you go it says, therefore, in Matthew chapter 5, 23 and 24, therefore, if you bring your gift to the altar and there remember that your brother has something against you, you leave your gift. And the Scripture says, and go your way and first reconcile. Reconcile with that person. But like I told you, forgiveness is the, is the first step in reconciliation. So you've got to forgive to reconcile. So it says you, if you know, you've got to go. You know you've offended somebody, you've got to go. And you've got to go make that right. You've got to go ask for forgiveness. i just let you know about gaining forgiveness, it's going to be an uphill battle. In Proverbs chapter 18, it says, A brother offended is harder to win than a strong city. You know, that you, you, know you can't, I, I, well, I said I was sorry. Well, you know, it's more than that. I'm sorry. You know, I've been on the other end. It's more than to say I'm sorry. It's, it's going to be a little battle you might have. You just can't say, I'm sorry. That's not what God accepts. If you've offended somebody, you need to do something about it. Which is the next step, which is um, true brokenness will go above and beyond what is expected. If you really seek forgiveness from somebody, you will go what, above what is expected of you to try to show that person that you are truly sorry for what you did. Whether it's a spouse, a coworker, a church member. A child, a parent. In Second Corinthians chapter seven, Paul talks to the Corinthians about godly, godly sorrow and worldly sorrow. You know, Judas had worldly sorrow. Simon Peter had godly sorrow. You know, they both repented, but Judas was trying to stop the consequences that are heading his way. He realized what he did was wrong. He tried to give back the money. He tried to undo because he didn't like what was about to happen. Peter just wanted to reconcile his relationship with the Lord. He wasn't worried about consequences. That's godly sorrow. He wasn't just trying to get out of getting in trouble. So Paul's talking to them and he says, you know, you I you, know, you this church you were doing wrong, you're doing things you shouldn't have done, and I wrote 1 Corinthians to you and I rebuked you and I heard when he's writing 2 Corinthians, he says I heard from from other preachers and people that came and have told me that you guys have been you've, you, you've yourself. You, you have cleared yourselves. You have gone above and beyond he says there in chapter 7. You've you've um, you had zeal, you had vehement desire, you had passion you you were you were in fear all these things you went above and beyond what was expecting paul said you know in my eyes you've cleared yourself you've shown me that you are really you are truly sorry for the way you guys and what you were doing so if you know you need to seek forgiveness it's not just i'm sorry it's more than that you need to go above and beyond what is expected to win that person Now, just briefly, just again, last thing. In Hebrews chapter 12, verses 14 and 15, and I don't have time to read it, but it, it talks about when Paul is, and I believe Paul wrote Hebrews, when he talks to them, um, to the Hebrew people, and telling them, I'm going to have to go to anyway. There's no way. Let me look at this. This is my new toy. Hebrews 12. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 14. He says this pursue peace with all people and holiness. So, these two things. So, you've got to pursue peace. That means you've got you to live peaceably with people. You've got to be holy. you got to live for the Lord. You've got to be separated from God. Those two things, right? Love your neighbor as yourself, love God with all your heart. Kind of two basic commandments, right? Pursue peace with all people. And live separate unto the Lord. He says, without which no one will see the Lord. Without those two things, you you really don't have that fellowship with God. And these two things, he says, looking carefully, lest anyone fall short of the grace of God, lest any root of bitterness spring up and cause trouble, and that this may become and defile many, he says. So these things, you know what you have to do? You have to forgive to have fellowship with God. If you want the fellowship that you need to have with God, you've got to forgive. God says, "If you do not forgive others, I will not forgive you." I don't know about you, but I't I man, I, I, I can't imagine if God didn't forgive me for the things that even got, gone on between my ears. You have to seek forgiveness to prevent bitterness. That's what he says a root of bitterness. If you don't have these two things, um, peace with men and holiness with God, then he says, and a root of bitterness is going to spring up inside of you. You're going to begin to get bitter. If you don't forgive, you're going to get bitter. And the last thing he says, he says, and if, if this keeps happening, he says, this is going to defile many. And you know what happens? is If you don't forgive and that bitterness swells up, after a while, your, your offense begins to affect other people, and other people are drawn into your offense. And now your unforgivingness is spreading to children, spouse, family, the church, because you're mad at somebody and you're spreading your poison. Because you won't forgive, and now because what you've said, now other people are involved and upset and mad. People leaving the churches and doing stuff like that because of someone else's offense, and you're defiling other people because you won't forgive. So you ha- we have to forgive. We have to forgive. Did you get that song, Travis? I'll tell you what, we were going to have this play at the very end, but we'll, we'll just play this song now, and we'll give a chance. You know what, if if the Lord's laid on your heart, maybe someone to forgive, or maybe someone that you've you got to go to to forgive them. They, may not be, they might not be in this church, but maybe you need the power of God. to say, God, I don't know if I can go to them and tell them I'm sorry, and, and I need your help. Maybe if that's you, if anybody like that for any reason, or know somebody else who's struggling, if you feel led to come down here, you can come down here. The altar's not nothing special, but it's it's a it's a it's that thing of like raising your hand. It's that moving forward. It's making a movement, saying God, look, I'm I mean business. You can pray in your seat and commune with God just as well. But if you feel led to come while this song is playing, why don't you come? go lord in prayer what's that okay let's go lord in prayer. father again thank you for your grace lord thank you for the gift of forgiveness that you gave us and lord i pray that you might help our our church to be a church of of forgiving and giving and, and gaining forgiveness lord thank you for all you've done for us we pray and ask these things in jesus name amen